1: Well, hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode
0: of Perimenopause Power. Lise, we are together in the same room. Our guest is online, but uh, that is never an issue, is it?
1: It it never is an issue, and it's lovely to be doing this in person with you, Matt.
0: Absolutely. And today we welcome Bron Williams for our continuing, uh, we we sort of call it, inverted commas, grassroots conversation, don't we? We do. But really coming back to... Uh, a woman's experience around perimenopause and and sharing what it was for her and and what it looks like and just being raw and honest about her personal story, right?
1: Absolutely. And um, as you would all know that we normally say that the bio, we'll give you the bio for our our guest at the start, but in our grassroots sessions, we love the bio to come from our guest. And in this case, it'll be Bron.
2: So Bron, can you tell us a little bit about yourself okey Lovely to be here, Natalie and Lisa. I'm so glad you uh, invited me to be part of this. Um, I'm in my third act of life. In my first act, I was um, a teacher, so wanted to be a teacher from the age of eight, so followed that course when I left um, left high school, did the, the usual things of getting married and having children, part-time teaching, all of those things, and then came midlife, Um, And I've been reflecting a little bit more about my journey of midlife prior to coming on here. Um, And like it happens regularly, I think uh, my marriage broke down and the second stage, uh, second act of my life began myself. And so I joined the Salvation Army, became an ordained minister. And during that time, you know, married people did baptisms, funerals, all of those things. Um, but then went to Nauru and worked with asylum seekers, which was a life-changing uh, experience for me. And then at the age, right old age of 60, I figured it was time for the third act and left full-time employment and stepped out on my own into my own business. And uh, so where I've landed now, I'm a speaker doing a bit of consulting work as well around being a fierce advocate for women and their power. So this is where I am now. And I'm loving it. Amazing. And and we, we should share too that we have had the
0: pleasure of getting to know Brian probably, well, let's say last two years really through yeah. our monthly networking event that we run uh, for women in business. And it, it's been an absolute pleasure to hear your story. We, we heard your story at one of our sessions uh, a couple of months ago. And just hearing your passion for the work that you do and the fact that, as you say at the ripe old age of 60 you made that change and i think what we love and what we often share about is that we're just we're never too old to make change in our life or pursue our passions and and live with such uh, zest and flourishing really
1: mm, and i and i also to add to that bron i love that you are entering your third act and I'm a big believer that lifelong, as is Nat, lifelong learning is, you know, such a positive things for our our brain and our body. And, you know, I for one will be one that's working well into my 60s, 70s and 80s if I've got the pleasure of being hanging around that much. Um, I just think that um, being able to fill our Heads with new information and new contexts and communities, um, and keep that going is such a beautiful thing for a healthy ageing piece. And you are living proof that that is true.
2: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. And I did one thing I did neglect to say is I'm currently doing PhD research at the moment into the intersection of bias and shame. So definitely keeping the little grey cells ticking over. I love, love, love that. So
1: yeah, I'm, I'm still eyeing off another degree. So yeah. I I get it. (laughs) So great.
0: Could you, Brian, share with us your own menopause story and how did you come into it? Uh, Were you educated
2: about it or was it, you know, a complete surprise to you? I won't say it was a complete surprise. Started at around 50 and I suppose ended around 60 and I still get hot flushes at night from time to time. Um, So... No, I had, excuse me, absolutely no education around menopause. Um, I knew my mother had gone through it, so I knew it existed, but that was probably about the extent of my education. When I first started to head into menopause, I got fairly typical um, symptoms, you know, the hot flushes and the changing body shape and the weight gain and certainly the hot sweats at night. And I did, um, did take some hormone replacement for a couple of years, but um, I decided not to continue with that. I figured I just wanted to see what my body would do um, through this process. One of the most helpful pieces of information that I got from uh, my doctor at the time, who was a woman, so I was, was, was great, she understood and she helped me understand why my body was changing shape. I had observed that a female body changes shape every decade, you know, what you look like in your teens and what you look like in your 20s and all the way down. But I don't know that I was expecting quite the body changes in shape um, when I hit menopause, that thickening. And I'm I'm the body shape, which does not carry my weight on my thighs. I don't have, you know, the chicken wing arms, my naturally my body puts on its weight around my middle so of course that has been accentuated um, through menopause and the doctor just explained how the lack of estrogen meant that we had the more of the male hormones which meant we got a more male shaped body and I thought oh okay this is okay just knowing that that this was natural like I knew that you you know your, your estrogen levels dropped but understanding the balance i suppose between the male and female hormones in your body and understanding that if you don't have the female ones the male ones are going to be more predominant and therefore you get that gut and um so i still have a waist albeit significantly bigger than it has been and i carry my weight um on my you know on my abdomen and you know that means i dress slightly differently and it's taken me, so what am I now, 67? Yeah, it's probably taken me longer than the decade to get used to this uh, body shape. But I'm embracing that now because I look back at the, you know, very early uh, artwork of the crones and the, the women who were seen as, I love the word fecund, that sense of creativity and wholeness and fertility. And so many of them were wide-hipped, big-bellied women. And I go, yes, that's me. Um, and I think we've lost that in the intervening millennia, that sense that women um, at this stage, that menopause stops one sense of fecundity, of fertility, but moves us into another. And I think it's learning to embrace that. You know, that said, I'm glad I was single when I was going through the night sweats because my sheets were very, very smelly and I had to change them every night. You know, so I'm glad I wasn't sharing a bed with someone who had to put up with that, it was bad enough that I did.
0: So, so true. And, you know, you really touched on something and Lisa and I looked at each other and Lisa mouthed to me knowing. It's just, it's that knowing, it's that missing piece to us women being able to, be aware and have acceptance and embrace, as you said. And um, I think as we've spoken about, we, it's that education that we just don't have mm. and we just don't seek it unless we absolutely desperately need to. And of course, what we're finding is difficult for a lot of women is that they're struggling to find that knowledge from reputable people or just from anyone, even health professionals who actually know it and can give some level of awareness and, and knowing, right? So you're so spot on that that knowing piece
1: is just such a key missing piece that we just don't have I I, yeah I love all that and that knowing thing is very very important and it's 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 being able to move through you know accept that what's happening is happening and you know it's all very natural although it doesn't feel very natural at the time and getting to the other side of it and we talk a lot about that on the podcast around knowing moving through it and getting to the other end so did menopause affect your life in any other ways Bron, like, did, you know, were you forced to take things slower? Did you do things differently? It sounds like you pretty much accepted it, but, you know, I'm sure there were moments where you probably felt like, you
2: know, this was interrupting your life.
1: Have you got anything to share with our listeners from that point of view?
2: Yes. Look, I think I can't say that it interrupted my life. Um, I'd never had huge mood swings, you know, when I was having or had my periods. I was not, um, I didn't, you know, have those sorts of issues, particularly so I don't, I didn't have the sort of a lot of the mood swings that women often have. So there wasn't that. I think it was more just the discomfort of the uh, the hot flushes during the day, and then particularly the night sweats. I I found that really uncomfortable and so unlike me and my body. And you know, I gosh you know, having to change the sheets because they stank was just awful. So there was that sense of interruption, but nothing major. You know, we hear so many stories what you were
1: alluding to a little bit, I think got me thinking around a lot of women say they don't recognise their own bodies, but I think that's got a lot to do with the education piece. So what about sharing your story, menopause story, with family and friends at the time? Did you talk about it at all? Was it something you talked about and did they want to hear, or is it something that you sort of kept hushed and just moved
2: through it by yourself? Well, see, I think at that stage, too, I have three sons because it wasn't, so I wasn't going to talk to my sons about menopause. I was divorced and pretty much on my own. So I went through menopause pretty much on my own, didn't really discuss it much. Do you think that would Divorce had moved me away from my
1: circle of friends. Yeah okay so just having a circle of friends where you could actually confide in or talk about was a little bit what wasn't wasn't something
2: there that was available to you? Yes I had moved away you know with divorce I'd left the home the town where we were living together as a family and I moved away joined the Salvation Army and that meant that I also moved around with them so I didn't have Um, a circle of friends that I felt I could talk to about, like, you you know, menopause is is an intimate thing. Um, It's about what's happening in your body. And I didn't really have people that I could share that with, except for a bit of a laugh around, you know, the hot flushes, that sort of thing. But, no, there wasn't anybody to share it with. And so just did it on my own.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, interesting. And yeah, and I think you, you, you're so, so right. And, and a lot of people do, a lot of women do. Uh, we're definitely seeing that change happen now. And there is that commonality, and women are seeking out the opportunity to connect with women who are going through it. But it's interesting, isn't it? The evolution over uh, generations. Yeah,
1: definitely from one generation to another. I mean, I look at, you know, probably my mum and my aunties and things like that in my family. And I would say they probably, probably pretty much did it on their own as well. So you'd probably find the same things, I imagine that. So what do you feel would be your greatest learning from life around menopause that you'd like to share
2: with those listening in here, Bron? That menopause is a portal. Mm. Um, there's a, and I use that, and you know that I use that phrase quite a lot because up until menopause, I see that women are judged on our fertility. You know, sometimes women choose not to have children. Some women can't have children. And there's a judgment placed on women as a whole around their ability to be fertile. With menopause, that stops. I think the biggest thing that menopause does, it's a gift for women in that sense. Yeah, I love that. That whole concept of it being a portal,
1: Mm.
0: a a rebirth almost, or an opportunity of a new way in that, that there's opportunity on the other side of it. We often talk about it being a bit of a personal development phase of life too. And although there's lots going on and the growth element or the learning element could possibly be the furthest thing from a woman's mind, I'm sure on reflection that women do look back at that time and see the learning. And I suspect, given that you talk about it being a portal, that you would share those similar sentiments. Would that be right?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think menopause can, you know, varies in its intensity and uncomfortableness, just like your monthly period. You know, it's different for women. But if we can see it as a change from one way of existing into another and embrace it regardless of its difficulties uh, there's so much to be gained from the process on the other side it's brilliant
1: but isn't it isn't it amazing though it should be brilliant on the on the first side and then going over to the other side right and I just you know as you're talking I'm hearing this patriarchy sort of stuff coming through and I know you've got you know certain views on that and um, you know this emphasis on youth, which is great, right? But it, wouldn't it be great if we just had a better, uh, an exception and ideas around what our life cycle, you know, as it evolves, and what the positives and you know what what each cycle brings to to us as individuals? I love that it's brilliant on the other side, but I sort of feel sad that we see that the brilliance isn't there. Well, the brilliance is there on the other side, but we talk about oh, now it starts. On the other side, do you know what I mean?
2: It's um, it's a little bit sad. I agree. I think that we need to celebrate womanhood from cradle to grave, and that well, it does mean unpacking the patriarchy and brought into as women, as well as what you know, you know what's still going on um in societies around the world um around what it means to be a woman. But and so yeah, I think that's. Well, that's certainly part of what I'm doing in my work with women is to help them understand their own power. Well, I think the work that you're doing really complements what I'm doing because you're do- looking at it from the physical side. I'm looking at it from our internal perspective. But the two meld so well together because we, can't ju- we must not judge ourselves purely on based on what other people think of us or whether we fit a particular norm. Mm, So very true. Uh,
0: what, What you mentioned there around power really leads in beautifully to our final question. And we ask this of all of our guests and we do get such a great variety of responses. So our podcast is all about power and finding and nurturing and using our personal power as we transition through life phases, in this case, being perimenopause and beyond. We'd love to know from you, what does coming into your own power mean to you?
2: Great question. I love it. For me, it means knowing myself and acting out of my own values, being conscious of the things that I need and following the dreams in my heart, regardless of my age or ability. My own power is about knowing me and that's a lifelong journey. That is so beautiful
0: and I feel like you absolutely epitomise that and every conversation with you really does demonstrate that, Bron. If our listeners wanted to connect with you and learn a little bit more about you, Bron, where could they connect with you? Where can listeners find
2: me? Yes. They can stalk me in. I'm Bron Williams on LinkedIn or they can go to my website, which is bronwilliams.com amazing
0: thank you so much Bron we have loved hearing your story and I'm sure all of our listeners will take a lot of learning comfort and inspiration from your story not just menopause but the work that you're doing today and just love your energy around supporting other women and and living your best life no matter where you are in life we love it thank you so much thanks